0: Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fantasy Newsroom. What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan here with Spencer Spencer. How's it going? Dude. Fucking great. Can't wait. Last last Sunday without football? Last yeah, last Sunday without football. It's an amazing thing to behold. And we got some prop bets today. We got some betting. We got some predictions. We got some award predictions. I'm really excited for today's show. I don't know about you, but I'm looking yeah, I've been forward to it. I've been diving into betting
1: last week or two uh draft and bet gm bet mgm and uh it's just been super fun um because like some of them just don't make sense um like for mm-hmm. example we're going to be going over some later the over or for the the over under on deandre swift's receptions are are 52 and a half and then the over under on his receiving yards is 375 so like when i see that Like, to me, it just makes sense that if you if you have DeAndre Swift catching 52, if you take the over, he's going to hit that over on the receiving yards. Like, you know what I mean? It's like without question. So I think I think there's definitely some bets out there that are are easy to to pick uh, than others. So
0: I'm excited to go over some of them. Surely I I can't wait as well. I know you're I see your boys on here or our boy. I I could say that. And then there's a couple that just don't make sense at all, like like you were saying. Like yeah. the, I'll I'll just point one out right now. The T Higgins over five and a half touchdowns. What that's like free cash. Yeah, I don't know.
1: <laughs> so there's <laughs> honestly a bunch that are crazy. But um you guys will see. The first one up is honestly crazy to me if you consider so one thing that I'll say is that I think that they did do a pretty good job, the the Vegas or whatever you want to call it, in adjusting to the extra game. But then they also like didn't in a way because the over under on Jonathan Taylor rushing yards doesn't make any sense. He's the fourth, he he's the fourth favorite for the rushing title this year, and then his rushing over under is eleven seventy five. You can't be the fourth favorite and then only get that much like on your over under. Okay. To me, this is just like a smash like over, like with the extra game. He's one hundred percent hitting this. He already hit it last year with with the less game. So I, and he didn't even start every game early in the season. So I don't know what they're thinking, but do you agree? Obviously, I'm assuming.
0: Oh, oh easy agree. Yeah. <laughs> well, what what is this? Yeah, I don't know. Eleven seventy five. Like he's gonna hit that easy. Especially he could play like fourteen games and hit that easy.
1: Yeah, yeah, I agree.
0: Yeah,
1: and that's why that's another thing that I was thinking about too, because I'd never really dove into player futures or player props. Um, but the, Oh, the unders are interesting because I want, I'm curious how much Vegas takes into account injury possibility and, and stuff like that. Um, like we're going to get to one to later, James Winston, like, do they take into account the possibility of him being benched or no, you know? So that's just something that, you know, you can pay attention to, I guess, when you're betting, but it's, it's definitely interesting for sure. Um, but moving on, we got Christian McCaffrey, 11 and a half rushing touchdowns. So I thought this one was interesting because I believe in 2018 he had five. He only had five. He didn't have great um, – he's never been amazing at the goal line uh, as far as a rusher is concerned. And I actually think that's why I saw someone say Royce Freeman could be a vulture this year uh, in the end zone at least because it's just one – that's like CMC's biggest gripe is that he's never been that guy at the, in, the, in the red zone. Um, but i'm curious what are you what are you at with this uh, over or under Ooh,
0: i'm like right on the line for this one because i i feel like he could you know repeat that past success but he could also you know lose some touchdowns to the receiving game like it like you know dj moore could actually hit touchdown variants this year you never know true robbie anderson's there Terrace marshall could take some touchdowns i, I don't know i i i agree with the under but i'd have it at like 10 it' yeah. it'd come close yeah.
1: Yeah, so in 2018, he had seven. In 2019, his monster year, obviously, he had 15. And then in 2020, in only uh, three games, he had five. So it's there's some disparity. You know, Is it 2018? Is that what we're going to see? Or, or are we going to see 2019? So if you're a big believer in CMC, I think he could easily smash that over, especially with the extra game. But if you have some doubts or if you think they might, maneuver the game, playing a little differently with some better receivers and um, Sam Darnold being the the, uh, QB
0: now, then I think the under is a pretty good bet for me personally. I feel like it's one of those bets that could actually go, you know, either way. Because if we get old CMC, it could go, you know, way over. But I feel like this is a good number at 11 and a half. Like, I feel like that's the one where it's hard to like. It's like like high, right? You know what I mean? Yeah, it's high, but you can make the argument either way with how much he scored in the past. Yeah,
1: true um next up we got austin eckler uh a guy i'm not very high on in terms of rushing potential uh this is 825 rushing yards he's never done this but there is the extra game but he's never been over 600 so that means one extra game getting him 125 extra yards um
0: passing what are your thoughts I feel like we had this talk. Remember what was the segment on Austin Eckler—the over/under total yards? I feel like we did a couple of weeks back. Yeah. I yeah, feel yeah. like I feel like I said like he was going to go over, but I feel like it was going to go more to the receiving yards. I feel like
1: I think it was sixteen hundred is what we said or something.
0: Yeah, and I I feel like you know it's definitely an under for me. Like if he, if he reaches its like ceiling with rushing yards, I feel like it's topped out at seven twenty-five, seven fifty-ish. Yeah, so, I
1: feel like this is a ceiling. This eight twenty-five is like the ceiling.
0: I feel like it's like, the absolute ceiling.
1: Yeah, that's what I don't understand about it. That's why I picked it because like, I just don't I don't see a world where this really happens. I mean, they like Justin Jackson. Joshua Kelly got a lot of touches last year, even when Eckler was healthy and he's not good. So, I mean, they kept yeah. four running backs on the roster. So, true, true. That's the fact. That um, a little bit. Yeah, yeah, no, I agree. Um, next up. We talked about this already with DeAndre Swift. Uh, we got 375 receiving and and 52 receptions. I'm on the over on both of those. I think that's kind of a smash in my opinion. That,
0: I don't even think we have to really talk about that. It, Twitter has talked about DeAndre Swift a ton the past couple of weeks and is deflating yeah. ADP like easy over. Like who else is they who else are they going to throw to? TJ Hawkinson? Like that's yeah. it? Yeah, I don't know because last year I think he
1: already had more than both of these and he didn't start each game.
0: I believe
1: at least game of luck. 520, uh, or no, no, sorry, 357 receiving yards. So 20 off, add the extra game. That's easy. And then 46 receptions. And he was, He that was, he was out that was, yeah, well, yep, the that concussion. was only in 13 games. So, so this is a smash it. to me, especially with even worse options now in that offense. Another See, weird one that people probably aren't, Paying attention to or knew about is Chase Edmonds, 46.5 receptions. I think this is a smash because last year Kenyon Drake was there, right? And he was banged up a little bit, but he was in the game for most of the games. And Kenyon Drake's a pretty good pass catcher, in my opinion. That's kind of like what I consider him to be decent at. That's what the Raiders Mm -hmm. brought him there to be. And Chase Edmonds had more receptions than this last year. And then you bring in James Conner, who's not bad by any means. He's definitely the goal line back there, but he's not a receiving specialist by any means. Chase Edmonds should smash this ADP or this this over-under, especially with an extra game. I don't know how he
0: doesn't. Look, look, I'm down on Chase Edmonds. I have drafted him absolutely nowhere in any underdog, any ESPN, any sleeper leaks. I have him absolutely nowhere, but I feel like this is an easy over. Like for, for reasons you just said, he's going to be the receiver. James Conner's not a plus receiver. He will get the goal line and inside the 20 touches. But, you know, 20 to 20 moving the ball. Chase Edmonds is going to get some screens. You know, they're going to work him in the offense. He's not going to go away.
1: Yeah. Well, and there's a pretty decent chances that James Conner doesn't play every game. So, you know, consider that into Chase Edmonds probably gets to start. Let's call it three games to be generous or, or whatever. And. Yeah, this, this over feels very easy. Um, we already talked about T. Higgins, 5.5 so 5 is just easy. criminal. The, uh, I will say the odds are negative money. Well, it's not negative money, but it's minus 137 compared to that's, the norm of like 110, 115. That's
0: still good money. Yeah, it's, it's still just free. It still feels like it, free cash.
1: Like, Yeah, if you could find somewhere too, like to let you take 6.5 and have it back down to
0: 110 or 115, then I would still take that I feel, too. I feel like it might go a little higher than that. I don't know, but... If Jamar Chase starts slow like we think he's going to, like this is easy.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. And th- I, one of the things, too, is like everybody looks at these offenses with three wide receivers that are really good and then they're worried about the running backs and in the, in the uh, tight ends. But like the Bengals don't have a tight end and they had, they led the league or they were top three in the league in pass attempts last year. So they've never been too efficient, the Bengals, that is, but with Zach Taylor, I guess. But, um, there doesn't should be plenty of
0: yards and and touchdowns. So doesn't matter when you throw the ball six hundred times a season. Like, yeah, you don't need to be that efficient. Was with the,
1: yeah, that was with one last game too. Coming in now, this that was year. with
0: one last game, and you know what, what was the projection like? Six thirty for Burrow, six forty. It was something yeah, think, in that range.
1: Yeah, something around there.
0: Easy. easy. Uh, I mean, Tyler Boyd's not going to take the touchdowns. Like, oh uh, yeah, a, no, it's gonna if be anybody, I think it'll be Chase. Yeah. But yes, uh, or
1: Mixon. If Mixon stays healthy too, it could be a concern. But I,
0: you know, everybody feels about that too. But what if Burrow f- throws for like thirty touchdowns, which you know would probably be like the norm in a seventeen game season? About you know around yeah, that sure, number, sure.
1: six of those it's have to. Go said to Higgins, that, right? There's, there's a, there's a over under down here with the
0: quarterbacks. That's just absurd to me. I'm, I'm eager to that one, but I, I don't think I saw that. Yeah, pretty good, pretty juicy, pretty free, pretty
1: free pretty free Um, we love free cash around here yeah we love free cash um aj brown 1175 receiving yards now he's he's never hit this um but you add the extra game and you add julio next to him and derrick henry fading into the sunlight uh i think this is totally hittable What,
0: what do you think i i think it's the over i i factor it more into he did last season on the two bum knees like His knees were not good. They're repaired now. I know they're bothering a little bit in the preseason, but I feel like it's more of a precaution or anything. I could be wrong, and if I'm wrong, I'm gonna pay for it. But I I think it could be an over easy. I I like Ryan Tannehill a lot. Julio Jones surgery. Yeah, he he got surgery on both of them. Yeah, Julio Jones is the only other one that's gonna take a massive target share. Like, who else is there? Josh Reynolds in the three. Anthony Ferguson. They're not gonna take major targets. Yeah, I, I agree. So, it's low 2. Yeah, I'm pretty excited for AJ Brown this year. Dynasty wide receiver 2
1: for me. It's facts. Um, Next up, Keen Allen. 10.25 receiving yards. Every year he's been healthy and, like, with a decent quarterback. He's hit that. Uh, he didn't hit it last year, I don't think, but it was, like, just barely. And he had to – he missed two games, and he was a decoy for two games because he was banged up. And he – played one game with Tyra Taylor and went eight for four for 37. So um, this is a smash for me. Obviously, he has to stay healthy. That's kind of a, been a concern for him. But I don't know. If you if you like Justin Herbert, you like the Chargers,
0: you got to like Keenan Allen's over here, I think. Okay. Do, do I, do I kind of spoil the end of the show? I don't know if you read the rest of the show sheet after you uh, put your stuff in as I was watching. I but, did. But you can do it, yeah. I, I'm going to spoil it a little bit. So at the end of the show, we're going to do dark horse uh, for every, you know, QB one, running back one, wide receiver one. I put Keenan Allen in as my dark horse wide receiver one. I mean, this man could lead the NFL in targets. This is an easy over. I feel like he could smash. If Justin Herbert's as good as we think he is, it's, it's easy. Come on. Yeah, I agree.
1: There's no one else there. You know, they just let Tyron Johnson go, which means they like Josh Palmer. But he's raw. You know what I mean? In my opinion. And Mike Williams just constantly banged up. You know what I mean? He's competing with Austin Eckler, basically. And that's We it. already said we're kinda of down on on Eckler. We're we're not down on his receiving, but overall his usage shouldn't be crazy. Like it's, it's not gonna be a CMC season. So yeah, came down over.
0: I think I mean, it's he, a super he, smash. Eckler caps at what, like a thousand yards maybe? Like that's his like ceiling too? ceiling there. Receiving. Yeah. Yeah, receiving. thousand yeah. yards yeah. receiving. That's his, that's his ceiling. So gonna be a lot more yards to go around that offensive justin herberts as good as we think he is which i think he i agree with that so yeah i like that
1: um next up we have the what do, what do we want to call it the twitter proclaimed um yeah, regressor. yeah i uh, mean yeah so nine receiving touchdowns for adam Thielen, led the league last year i believe or he was top five at least and you know, I'm kind of expecting the regression. I'm kind of there with Justin Jefferson, starting to continue to take over the backfield or the receiving room. I don't know. Well, it's it's tough for sure uh, because we know he can do it. He's already done it, but I don't think he does it again
0: this year. What do you think? Uh, you know, I was easy under before Irv got hurt, and now it's like it became more of a toss up after Irv Smith got. Uh, what what was it again? It was the was it a knee? I, uh, I don't remember, but I forgot what for it was season. for. He's I know he's out for the season. That's that's what we're talking about here. So I think nine's like the number. for yeah, him, you know. I, I know he was top five because I remember, correct me if I'm wrong, like Tyree caught like 18. i like, I think I yeah, think yeah, that's behind had a few too. Yeah. Yeah. But Dillon still had a lot of touchdowns. Yeah. He had think 14. Was, yeah. 14's a lot. But his
1: previous career high was only nine. So, if the previous career high was nine, I feel like that means we're safe at nine to take the under, you know? Mm -hmm. Like the over is possible, but in his previous years, he's been a healthy dude for most of his career, minus last year in 2019. And, you know, he had one, zero, five, four, nine, six. And then he blew up with 14 this past year. So, I don't know. I think it's under, but. I, I agree. It's hard to say because we've seen it. You know what I mean. It's hard to bet against the guys who've done
0: it. Yeah, I definitely agree with you there. But if Dalvin Cook misses any portion of time, you're gonna have to sweat this nine. Like that's what True. I think.
1: Yeah. Like I he, if he goes sure. down, it's gonna
0: it's gonna be all Thielen, all Jefferson, and they're gonna score a lot. Like well, that and Kirk
1: Cousins had one of the best careers or one of the best uh, years of his career last year too. Um, I think he had the quietest like 35 touchdown year ever or something like nobody was talking about this man but we don't know if that's going to happen again either too so like a, as a whole the offense could regress in touchdowns as well oh, oh they
0: de- they definitely could but it's just you know it's the big three there with cook thielen and jefferson and cousins is okay enough to get it done with those guys so we'll we'll see i don't know 35 is high like you were saying but i, th- I think it's a safe under but like i said if dalvin cook misses time you're gonna start sweating yeah.
1: Uh, next up, kind of sleepery. Corey Davis, four and a half receiving touchdowns. Dude's like preseason monster. Uh, they must not adjust these to preseason, which is fair. Mm. Obviously, like, don't have to adjust for preseason. But I figured Vegas would. It, this just feels like a smash. Like, if you believe in Zach Wilson at all, and like the new Jets regime, like them post Adam Gase, Corey Davis should be like the alpha there. He's He's a clear one. He should be getting tons of touchdowns. I'm. I feel like he should be closer and not his over under doesn't need to be this high. But I feel like it's more likely he catches like eight or nine.
0: Oh, I I totally agree with you. I mean, look what he did last year as the second option and uh, well, the, I could say the third option in Tennessee behind Derrick Henry because he was getting the ball at time. But yeah, true. Five touchdowns. You know, is the number one on offense with Zach Wilson, who looks really good by the way in the preseason. This, this is an easy over. I keep I keep hammering it in like as soon as I go out in a player they they do really good. I was talking about that in the group chat last night. Michael Gallup or not Michael Gallup? What am I saying? I'm saying Devonte Parker. They're they're the same type of receivers. It oh like yeah, Devonte Parker, Corey Davis, Joe Mixon's next. By the way, if you're not in on Joe Mixon, get on on Joe Mixon. So I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm out on Joe Mix. You got you got to get in, man. That's that's my running joke now. Whenever I'm out in a player, that's like you know relatively drafted high, who has like you know a good like athletic profile yeah as soon as i'm out they just have a, a you know a career season
1: that's fair um but yeah i'll say Corey davis had four receiving touch receiving touchdowns in his sophomore year or his second year and then two in his third year and then five last year that's what this 16 game season so on average if you add the 17th game he's probably hitting this even if he stayed with the Titans and that low passing offense. So with the Jets now, and they're not really having a Derrick Henry, um, I guess I'll say that they don't have Derrick Henry. Uh, Um, Fair. Yeah. (laughs) That's that's a fair Uh,
0: assessment.
1: I expect them to throw the ball a little more than the Titans uh, and with a worse defense too. So I'm interested to see what – Zach Wilson does, but regardless, I think Corey Davis
0: should get five touchdowns at minimum. I agree. I, I felt like he got more than five last year. That's like... I think he had a I think he had a rushing one. It, it can well it's still six is still like lower than what I thought he did because he was like breaking out last season, but yeah, true. Easy over this season, so. Um next up we'll move on to the QBs. We
1: got Daniel oh, Jones. Man. Oh man. Daniel, Danny dimes. Everybody's hating on this man. Everybody's saying this man. Is not going to be the truth, and I'm not going to tell you it's the truth. But I'm going to tell you that Saquon Barkley's back. Kenny Galladay is a new man in town who may be banged up all the time, but he's still going to be there for some of the time. I hope, at least I imagine. And they still have that same solid like possession receiver core. So to me, I don't think. And they they had a terrible O line last year, and I think it's only getting better. I don't know if you can get worse from where they were last year. So I expect this to be the under. I think that even with the extra game, I think he could just throw for like 10. I think 10 is like really reasonable.
0: What are your, what are your thoughts? I, I definitely agree with you, but I'm tempted to just say the over and put it at 13 just because I feel like that's something Daniel Jones would do. Like, Well, honestly. also,
1: you got to think about he misses time frequently, too. You're, so you're it's correct. Likely, you know, it's likely if he misses time that you get to keep that total a little lower oh. too
0: oh well the i was gonna go with the under but like my gut feeling is like this man's just gonna barely hit the over at 13 yeah like, like that's what the guts telling me right now but you know everything that you presented is totally factually you could possibly miss some time he hasn't thrown for 13 in a season like it, it's definitely the under but the gut is telling me to go over if if i was looking at this list like as like power rankings and the way I'd wager them. This would be one of the last ones I put a bet on. to Be quiet. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like, this is too close for me. It's just too close. I'm not confident. Like Keenan Allen's a smash, you know, T Higgins is an easy smash. Like this is kind of hard. Cause you never know. Like he is one of the best deep uh, ball throwers in the league. I know. I forget who did a study on that. And Kenny Galladay is there now, but I mean, uh, I don't know. It's close, especially with Saquon back. I'll, I'll go under, but man, the gut's staying yeah. over.
1: Yeah, with Saquon back, I think that's the biggest thing. Because, uh, I mean, in 2019, he didn't target Saquon like Eli Manning did. And obviously, Daniel Jones is a lot more athletic than Eli Manning, as most oh. people are. But so he's not going to throw as much. He does not have to throw as many dump offs. But I think as he's developed as a, as a quarterback, he should learn to take advantage of the players available to him. And I think that means more dump offs for Barkley this year. Not as many as Eli Manning did, but it'll improve his sack and interception rate, which I think is people's biggest concerns. Uh, well, as well as his fumbles. I'm not I can't speak on that though. Uh fumbles, I'm sure they'll be high still. Um yeah. but moving on, I actually think this one might be the hardest one of the whole thing, personally, because there's real concern for both. Oh yeah. Jameis Winston. 4,200. I could totally see this man throwing 5,000 yards because he's done it. And it's 17 games. But now he plays for the Saints. Now he doesn't have any wide receivers. Marquez Calloway and Alvin Kamara. Now he's um, playing with Sean Payton, who took until last week, was it, to claim name him the starter? Yep. I'm not sure he lets him start every game if they are doing terrible. Taysom Hill might take some starts. At minimum, he's taking snaps. You know what I mean? Like what we saw with Drew Brees. And it could just be more than what we saw with Drew Brees because James Winston isn't Drew Brees. But to me, I'm taking the under here with the injury possibility because we can just take that for any under, really. And then, you know, the Saints passing, I'm assuming should be lower than Bruce Arian's offense. Uh the lack of wide receiver talent and the possibility of getting bench slashed not
0: getting hundred percent snaps while being the starter. What do you think? Look, if this was the first hardest one or the if Daniel Jones was the hardest one, this would easily be the second hardest one. You you got you lined him up here. I mean yeah. The injury concerns with anyone, obviously. But the real big thing here is the benching and the talent. Because, you know, Sean Payton loves himself some Taysom Hill. And we all know right. this. And he could turn to him at literally any point in the season. I mean, 4,200 is kind of low, like you said, for Winston. We've, we've seen him go over before. But the yeah. talent. He, he had Chris Godwin and Mike Evans when he went over. Right yeah. now, he has Marquez Callaway, who I'm not hating on. I think Marquez Callaway is going to be good. That that preseason catch was insane, by the way. Over what three defenders? But like yeah. the, the the talent's not there. You could easily see him get benched for chase Hill. I I'm out. This is the under. But yeah. if he starts 17 games, he's going to burn us.
1: Yeah, ex- exactly. Yeah, if he, uh, he starts all 17, and it's he gets it's five thousand. easy. Yeah, he's burning us, but it's tough. I mean, we'll see. I like the under on that, though. I think that's a good, that's a good, like, knowledge bet and not a good numbers bet, if that makes sense. You know what I mean?
0: That that makes sense. Yeah.
1: Numbers wise, he should just smash. You know what I mean? He was named a starter. I'm going to take the under. But um, moving on, a little more exciting player, Patrick Mahomes. He's also got an odd, I didn't put it on the, I didn't uh, bring it up, but he has the odd to break the regular season passing record as well. I can't remember what it was at, but it might have been like plus 500 or something to break 5500 yards, I think it was. Um but over uh 50-50 passing yards, I feel like that's kind of a smash with 17 games if he's healthy. I don't know.
0: Oh yeah, I mean, you could you could account for you could take a oh, 3400 yards right there and just give him the Tyree Kill and Travis Kelsey if they play every game. Cause that's 100 men you could even maybe give them. Uh, yeah, I th- we'll go a little under. Let, let's just give them thirty-two hundred yards. Thirty-one. Let's put them both at fifteen fifty. Okay. So that means he just has to get two K yards from somewhere else, which is you know, Michael Hardman, Clyde edwards hilaire Gosh, I forgot. who else there. Jerick McKinnon, right? Jerick McKinnon, Demarcus Robinson. I, I feel like you could put put together two thousand two hundred. You know, I I know we're in the ballpark. We're on ballparking. Travis or Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Cause I, I don't want them to, I don't want the ballpark them to accidentally break the receiving record. You know, <laughs> <True>. <laughs> so I don't want that to be in the ballpark at the outcomes right now, which they, they probably easily could if, you know, with the extra game and if, you know, they overproduce, but I don't want to, I don't want to make any bold predictions like that right now, but I think this is an easy over. He could have definitely scrounged up those yards with everyone else. And, you know, they're going to get over 50%, 60%
1: yeah plus it's exciting right like when you're making sports bets like i feel like you want to take the over you know like it's just like in your blood like you know you want to root for the guy not root against him so like i've only i i most of my bets that i like are the overs the only ones i don't like uh, you know they're rare they're few and far between we did all that we did six running backs and six wide receivers and there's two unders between the both of them so you know i I like like the the over
0: over. i always bet the over man I can't tell you how many times I bet the over on a total and it's just absolutely come back to bite me. <laughs> <laughs> but always the over. I still I still keep coming back to it. Yeah, oldest like short, my guy. Bet the under.
1: Mm. I think that's, that's like a facts. bar, like a bar stool quote or something. Um, still facts, though. But uh, next up, I think you like this one. This is a, a Homer one for you. Where are you at with it? Oh, I love
0: it. Yeah. I, I love Jalen Hurts over 655 rushing yards. I mean. He displayed it. I forget exactly what game, off the top of my head, where he had what, like 120 rushing yards. 100, I think it yeah, was against it was
1: like 120.
0: I think it was against the Saints, if I'm if I'm not wrong. But man, 17 games. There there is a little bit of danger that he could get pulled now. I, I will have to bring that up with Gardner Minshew. I I forget. I think I was talking to Tyler that they're more likely to pull him for Gardner Minshew than they were for Joe Flacco. I agree so, with that. I mean, it's still not, you know, tremendous odds. But if he plays 17 games, I I don't have the math on the top of my head, but he won't have to to
1: play 17.
0: He doesn't even. Yeah, he doesn't even need to. But like the numbers not on the top of my head of the average you have to make. But I feel like he easily hits that average. What is it like? You know, almost 30 over a little bit, a little bit over 40 yards per game. Yeah. Something like that. I I think he could easily crush that. Yeah, I I think it's easy. Easy. There will be
1: games where he has he has 100 yards. You know, Hundred yards. They'll he's already 70, getting The way there,
0: yeah. He'll have more games with 70, 80 than he will with 20. Oh yeah, 100. So totally easy over. Yeah. That that was a smash to me. I thought I thought that was crazy when I saw that. Um, it's definitely nuts. Maybe they think he get pulled. Maybe that's it. I don't know. Yeah, maybe. Maybe they're not Possibly. sold on him starting all 17. That's that's know, the Vegas only reasoning weird, for that man. one. Oh yeah, some of these uh, are easy.
1: Um, next one up. We talked about Kane Allen, we talked about Austin Eckler. You said earlier, I think the league average is probably going to be around 30 passing mm-hmm. touchdowns with 17 games. But let me tell you what they think of Justin
0: Herbert. Oh, my gosh, dude. They, they don't think he's that good. Hold on. I I'll be right back. Great. I'm going to go get my life savings to bet on this one. I'll, I'll, be, uh, right, I'll, okay. be, right, I'll be right back. Okay. Yeah.
1: <laughs> they, this man had 31 touchdowns last year, didn't start the first game, and there's an extra game. It's two more games. This man's on. He should be getting closer to forty than twenty-eight. This is crazy to me. Go bet the life savings on this, like Ryan said. This is just the easy, easiest money you'll you'll find on DraftKings. There's no way. I know the T Higgins one is super easy, but that's at minus one thirty-seven. This Justin Herbert is only minus one twenty, and that's just crazy to me. I mean, you could probably try to find twenty-nine and a half or thirty and a half and get
0: even money too back. So i think it'd be this more is than it, that yeah i think we like it, plus 150 range almost with how they do that oh plus really with the
1: passing touchdowns
0: i don't i don't know how the you, i don't know how to do that with the passing touchdowns but when i get game spreads like when you go up like you know a run or a point it usually evens out to about that oh okay well sh- i mean still a smash smash it's still we'll it's still it. a smash, smash either way i mean i forget how i forget how many games keenan allen missed i know he missed that one against well, the he Saints missed the two
1: and, let, and he was a decoy for two
0: Yeah, so he missed what, like four games? And Justin Herbert still easily crushed that total. Austin Ackler missed a bunch of games, too. Like, it's so easy. I mean, I know there's no Hunter Henry, but
1: there's
0: There's no Hunter Henry, but like, does that really matter? Donald Parham will just catch like seven touchdowns again. Like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. (laughs) This is easy. Go bet the life savings. Like, well, actually, this is not financial advice. Don't go bet the life savings.
1: I will. Well, you can just don't come back to us. Yeah, just don't else. come back
0: to us. I I could go bet my life savings and lose it all. But we'll come back
1: when come back when you win. But don't come back if you. Yeah, lose.
0: don't come back. Don't come back when you lose. We'll we'll, <laughs> we'll, we'll be somewhere else. We'll be counter our losses somewhere. <laughs> yeah.
1: Um. But that was it for the QBs. I felt like those were the hardest. The QBs felt oh, like the hardest sure. to me to pick and to find the best ones. Um, but I was pretty happy with all those. I think I'm comfortable with all of them. Like I said, James Winston is definitely the scariest one uh, oh, for me personally. For
0: sure. For sure. I uh, mean, Daniel Jones, too. I think those are those are the two hardest ones they listed. The other three were relatively easy smashes. Yeah.
1: Um, George Kittle, we're moving into tight ends. Never had over five receiving touchdowns. Obviously, one of the most talented. Personally, I've been in the most talented NFL tight end like by far like actual tight end, um, you know, that includes blocking and receiving and all that. But he's just not the same receiver that Darren Waller or Travis Kelsey is. And he's never had this many re- receiving touchdowns. Obviously there's the extra game to factor in. And then you have to worry about who's starting Jimmy or Trey Lance at what point in what in the year. Um, but I'm taking the under on this. I don't think he's going to break the career. I don't think he's going to break his career uh Record
0: or whatever you're gonna call it. What do you think? I, I I definitely agree with you here. You gotta look. He's never gotten it before, and also you have to look at if if slash win Trey Lance starts, we don't need to have this debate debate again. But if he mm-hmm. starts, then Trey Lance is gonna take some of that touchdown equity near the goal line that George Kittle True. would have. Then you have Raheem Mostert Trey Sermon, maybe Elijah Mitchell getting carries. Jeff Wilson when he comes back, if he comes back, is you know a coach favorite of Kyle Shanahan. There's so many people there, and it's just hard to see all the touchdowns go around evenly. Yeah. Iooks there, Debo's going to get some probably manufactured touches, maybe on the goal line. Like, there's so many people there that are going to get touchdowns that I don't know if he could give George Kittle six. He's going to eat this year, but I just realized I
1: skipped over one of the wide receivers because I was about to just say um I pretty much take the under on every 49ers bet mm-hmm. because. You don't know how many games anybody's starting. They always get injured. You know what I mean? And with Trey Lance, you have to worry for the running backs. But I did I forgot I just didn't read this one for some reason. Brandon Ayuk over 67 receiving touch or receive receptions.
0: No, it's receiving touchdowns. That'd that'd be a new record.
1: Sorry, yeah,
0: yeah. That'd be a new record somewhere, right? (laughs) What do you think about that? Easy over. I mean, if he plays 17 games, I think he's the number one wide receiver. Not the number one target in the offense. The number one wide receiver. I think he's better Mm -hmm. than Debo Samuel, and I I just think he easily hits this. I I don't think there's much else you have to say. He's talented. So I'm on team number one target. I'm on that team.
1: Yeah. And last year, played 12 games, had 96 targets, 60 receptions. I think mm-hmm. it's an easy over with the extra game. Obviously there's the injury thing I just mentioned, and I'm taking the under and almost everybody else, but I'll make an exception for Brandon Ayuk. I think this man's about to eat this year. Um so yeah, I
0: like that well, one a lot. I, I think he's the number two and he easily excel, uh, exceeds that number.
1: I think yeah, he's he gonna easily do it. Yeah, I agree. Easy. And even with easy. Trey Lance, I'm not I'm over. not too worried about the wide receivers with Jimmy versus Trey Lance, like It's not like Jimmy is this outstanding quarterback. Like, we're not worried about much regression in terms of the passing yards or anything. I know Trey Lance rushes a little more, but I think that just takes away more from the running backs than it does from the um, wide receivers because in those times when he's going to rush, it's going to be where he could have dumped off to a running back and less likely when he would have thrown to a wide receiver. So it actually could lead to less interceptions, a better game script. Um, You know what I mean? Maybe, Maybe more sacks, but yeah, I'm not rather really too worried about Brandon Iuke George Kittle on the other hand I mean he could have a great year this year and still just not have
0: five touchdowns or six oh, so that's I why I like the under I mean you saw uh what was it Trey Lance's touchdown run Kyle Shanahan got fancy with that play design like mm, in the preseason true. if he's bringing out those looks in the preseason I don't even want to know what he's doing in the regular season easy under I think George Kittle's gonna have a monster year but it wouldn't surprise me if he scores four times but he still has you know Ton of receptions, ton of yards, and four touchdowns. Yeah, exactly. Um, next up we got T.J. Hawkinson. I
1: this mean, it's is a guy I'm kind of down on. Um, in comparison to others, actually, I don't know if I am actually, but um, 770 receiving yards just feels like silly to me. Like he's like the only target there, other than Yandri Swift. In my opinion, I'm not an ARSB guy. Montrose St. Brown. I like Tyro Williams, but not that much. Um, Quintez Cephas is kind of a dude, uh, but not. None of these guys are T.J. Hawkinson. So, yeah, I think this is a smash.
0: Um, I don't even know what to say. What do you, you like? I mean, him or it's not? easy. I mean, it's easy. People are projecting T.J. Hawkinson for over a thousand yards on Twitter, at least what I've seen. This is two hundred yards less, two hundred and change less. Easy yeah. over. He's gonna get every target there. I'm, I'm in on TJ Hawkinson, especially at this. this. This seems really easy at 770. Yeah. I don't even – yeah, there's not much
1: to talk uh, about. We don't have to like say much easy, more. Like, it's easy. It's an easy over. Um, Travis Kelsey, though, is an interesting one. Um, 1,300, kind of a lot. But if you take the over on Patrick Mahomes 5,000, I feel like you have to take the over on Travis Kelsey, 1,300. I feel like it's a pretty decent bet. We already know that he's the number one and number two option. Or he's the number one, Hills number two, flip flop him however you want. It's one A one B at this point. Yeah, and uh, I don't know. I just feel like that. I felt like this was a smash. I don't know. I, mean, I feel like it's really unlikely he doesn't hit this.
0: I mean, wasn't I just ballparking him at like sixteen <laughs> like, hundred? Yeah, you know, what I mean? like five yeah. minutes ago, like easy, easy over for me. I, I felt like sixteen hundred was definitely attainable for him, especially in the seventeen game season if he keeps pro- if he keeps producing like he is and he doesn't regress with. The age. I know that's a factor we're going to start to worry about really soon. We're already worrying about in Dynasty. I I just still think it's an over. I still think he crushes this year. Yeah,
1: he's hit this mark twice in 16 game seasons. And last year, he only played 15 games and still hit it at 1,400 yards. So I don't know. Hit it with ease. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's a good bet. Um, Next up, the number one target on the Raiders. I don't know if you've noticed anything about any of these guys, but they're usually the number one target on their team. Darren Waller, 95 receptions, kind of feels like a smash to me. There's nobody else there to catch the ball that that uh, John Gruden trusts, at least. I don't know what John Gruden does in his spare time, but it's not designing plays for Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards. Um, so, yeah, I'm pretty in on Darren Waller just being the only guy you want to roster in fantasy this year on this team receiving wise
0: oh oh yeah totally i mean he had 107 last year easy over i think he's gonna do that again i think he could easily hit 110 115 he's fantastic i don't even think there's much to say about it he's the number one wide receiver like you said and like that's that i'm i just want to go off on a little tangent say he's a value in fantasy at round two and especially especially on espn this man is going middle of round three yeah i
1: was about to say i feel like every time yeah yahoo and espn are really I don't know if their ADP is bad or the people drafting on there don't value certain things as much as other formats. But I don't know. Yeah. It's crazy to me. I'll go from underdog and Travis Kelsey will go like one Oh three. And then (laughs) I'll see on like an ESPN draft. Somebody gets him in like the third. I'm like, what is happening here? You know? So uh, definitely take that value in those ESPN and Yahoo drafts. Don't, don't let, the adp fool you like grab darren waller and grab travis kelsey in the second you know if if travis kelsey in the second smash okay and
0: darren waller same thing yeah. don't let him get past you you'll you won't regret it i have i have done one espn draft this year with with the home league travis kelsey went at i think 11 that's not bad that's pretty good that's, that's good value the only reason i didn't take him is i could i took darren waller in the third obviously but gotta gotta be gotta be slipping on that value yeah. always take the value
1: folks Yes, 100%. Next up is a guy I'm not in on. It's a guy you're kind of in on. I felt like these were just way too many. I felt like this was an absurd amount of yards. I don't know in what world he's going to do this. Um, Kyle Pitts, 800 yards receiving. That's just crazy to me. That's like crazy. They just, his over under is like the record. Like, that's the record for tight end. I just think that's crazy. Um, I know you're kind of in on him. I like Matt Ryan. I'm
0: I'm tempted to say over. It's going to be close.
1: Matt Matt Ryan's like a guy who throws a football, right? And Calvin Ridley is going to catch a football. Russell Gage did fine last year. Zacchaeus did good. I don't know. Wayne Gallman can catch footballs. Mike Davis can catch footballs. I don't know. I don't know how this doesn't happen. But I also don't know how this happens. Like I just don't think it happens. But it also looks like it really could happen.
0: I'm out though. I know you can be in. Where, where are you die. at? I I think I think I'm in on this one. Okay, I will I will preface that with out of all the four or we talked about yeah four yeah four tight ends yeah yeah, yeah. or five by my bad I was I was missing one. This is the bet that I am least confident in, which is I don't know it's you know kind of good, but like we've seen it from those other guys before. Like, we've seen Darren Waller hit the over. We've seen Travis Kelsey hit the over. We haven't seen George Kittle surpass that. TJ Hawkinson's trying to make a huge leap. But Hayden Hurst had 600 receiving yards last year. Like, True. Kyle Pitts could easily step in and do a little bit better than that with Julio gone. I know Russell but Hayden Gages. Hurst is still there. I know Hayden Hurst is still and there. And this is but
1: Arthur I, Smith we're talking about. He loves 12 personnel.
0: I, I feel like you don't spend a, uh, a top... No, don't a top four or five pick on a tight end if you're not going to use him or overuse him I'm not saying they're. I'm not saying he's going to overtake Calvin Ridley at all Calvin Ridley is by far the one there but Atlanta's defense is horrendous I feel like Kyle Pitts could easily hit this number I just I'm just in on Kyle Pitts I guess I, I'm gonna get burned really hard this year if he doesn't surpass the record a lot of people are for sure especially with this um, ADP I-
1: I'm upset I didn't grab his touchdown over-under, but I would have been more happy. I don't even know what it is, but I would have been more happy taking the touchdown over-under than this this yardage over-under. This yardage over-under is just crazy to me because I think he has to catch, like, 70 balls to do this, 60 to 70 balls, right, mm-hmm. to get to this mark. And I just don't think it's that's going to seven. happen.
0: Seven touchdowns.
1: Yeah, see, I'll take seven touchdowns. I hate that. I hate that. And I'll take seven touchdowns over (laughs) 800 receiving yards because that's fluky. Like touchdowns aren't sticky; they're fluky. Like he could totally do that this year, like with just maybe 40 catches. But I just don't see him getting the catches he needs to get these amount of receiving yards. I just think it's
0: crazy. uh, I respect your point of view. I'm just, I'm just in on Kyle Pitts, like I said, with the with the draft capital and everything, and the Falcons' defense being bad. Matt Ryan's gonna have to chuck it so many times per game, less than Joe Burrow, but so many times per game still. I am just in. It, it's gonna be close though. Yeah. I'd I'd see like 850, you know. Um,
1: let's move on to the awards though. Uh oh, man. unfortunately it's... Matt's not here. We we've already obviously it's just been Ryan and I you've seen, but um we're gonna be going over our picks for each major award in the NFL.
0: Ooh, this this is a good one. We got MVP up first the favorite is Patrick Mahomes at plus 500. I I will preface this neither of us put Patrick Mahomes. So Spencer, lead us off here. Who do you got for MVP of the NFL season? I'm going with the guy who
1: got I don't want to got I want to say got snubbed, but really could have took home. it home. Yeah, really could have took it home. Probably should have could have, but didn't. He he uh got run out by a guy who scored a lot of touchdowns, Um, Josh Allen. Josh Allen made a huge leap last year, and I'm just expecting continued progression. And if that actually happens, then he's just going to be a monster. He's going to be like one of the best in the league. Like he already is kind of one of the best in the league, but he will be solidified as like one of the best in the league for years to come if he does any better than he did last year. And if he does any better than he did last year, I fully expect him to get the MVP.
0: I I like that bet at value. It's 12 to 1 right now on DraftKings. Like yeah, he could easily won last he could easily won last year. I love the pick. But you know where I had to go? I had to go for the repeat. The last yeah. dance 2.0 with Devonte Adams. I mean, this man is gonna be on a warpath this year. Like it's gonna be nuts. He threw for 50 last year. Now he's now he's angry at the front office. He wants out. I just feel like it's an easy repeat scenario. And I, I feel like you'll kind of get the with uh, the picks and the fancy predictions i'm kind of crafting a story here and you'll you'll, <laughs> you'll you'll get a hold of it as as we go on yeah but i'm seeing it a little bit <laughs> you see that you see you scroll down to the fancy predictions you see you see where i'm going to like it's yeah it, it's a little bit of, it, it makes sense though it's it's not you know out of the realm of you oh, know you know what we
1: didn't do that we should have done oh well, i think we kind of already did do this so didn't we super bowl predictions and stuff Did we do that already <laughs>
0: I feel. I feel like we might have. I think we did because I said the Bucks and you guys said the Chiefs, right? It was it was Bucks versus we had we had the rematch like all those things. Yeah. So like it's yeah, it's it's pretty inevitable to happen. But I could see a couple ways. You know, of course, it not happening if you know yeah, the Bills or the Ravens or the Browns take a take a big step. But that's yeah. about it. I don't see anyone challenge in the NFC challenge in uh, Tampa Bay. I don't know about you. No. Well, I mean, you got them right here
1: yeah i mean i don't think they will but if there was anybody
0: it's definitely the Packers. yeah um, i I agree moving on yeah you got i I want you to go first because he's my boy too at the offensive player of the year i I know you want to talk about him because he's he's your guy but first i have to say the favorite is derrick henry at 701 which i just want to i just want to mention that real quick That is insane. He has to repeat the season, repeat 2,000 yards, like almost 20 touchdowns to even be in consideration for the award, and that's just nuts. But, Spencer, talk about your guy. He's on here. I love the pick. I I just didn't want to copy it, so I picked someone else. But (laughs) go go, go in on that one.
1: You can jump in with me. That's fine. Um, The bandwagon has lots of room. It has (laughs) a lot of room. But Jonathan Taylor – Could do exactly what Derrick Henry did last year if he gets the opportunities. Will he? Probably not. But he could. And he's definitely going to get more receiving work than Derrick Henry has in the past. And if there's any team that could improve a ton from last year, not because of any reason other than like team chemistry and Carson Wentz might be being a difference maker. like he, He has been in the past, and if he returns to that status, the Colts could be a great team, and Jonathan Taylor could just be that dude he could just be offensive player of the year he could lock it in i think really easily if he continues the efficiency that he's had and then if obviously his, his um attempt should just go up
0: I, I love the odds on that by the way it's 25 to 1 like yeah i know it's it's good odds if naheem hines wasn't there man i'd be more in because he's going to take a lot of the receiving work rec- i know there was that roto world uh article that was kind of getting people to panic but if you read the article. You shouldn't have panicked because it was uh they need to get Naheem Hines more targets, but then they said JT was gonna be the workhorse and you know the number one back. But I- I'm in on JT being an absolute force this year. I feel like we've had this conversation where next year, if Naheem Hines leaves, it could be even more of a possibility. Yeah,
1: people are gonna go crazy. That's why in Dynasty, if you're not in you know, on Jonathan Taylor already, like you need to get in before the season starts because it's gonna about to he's gonna kick off fast like people are worried about Quentin Nelson and Carson Wentz not playing week one it doesn't matter Jonathan Taylor is Jonathan Taylor you know what I mean you don't say these things about Saquon Barkley or Nick Chubb or or Christian McCaffrey you don't say these like oh they missed one they have one lineman out like yes it is the best lineman in the league but it's not enough of a difference maker to make Jonathan Taylor bad at football so I'm not worried at all about Jonathan Taylor going into this year and his dynasty ADP has, like, headed down since the offseason. Since, like, March or so, I think. And it just doesn't make any sense to me. Like, nothing's changed, really, um, other than Carson Wentz, obviously. And that's not, like, a negative. Like, we don't even know how long he's going to be there, for one. Um, for two, Philip Rivers, like, wasn't great either last year. So, I'm in on John I mean, I'm obviously in on Jonathan Taylor, but. I don't know. No, it's just crazy to me. Y'all need to go buy him in Dynasty. He should be your RB1. If he's not, you're doing it wrong.
0: Oh, facts. I, I feel like some people underestimate how fast this man truly is. Yeah. If, if he was top 10 you, and
1: fastest offensive player last year.
0: Yeah. Did you look at the, the odds for the fastest ball carrier at all? Yeah. He's third behind yeah, Raheem Mostert and Tyreek Hill. Like, yeah. that's serious speed.
1: He ran. He was twenty one point eight five miles per hour last year. I think Raheem Moser had two above twenty two miles an hour. I don't. I think he was fat. Tyreek Hill did not run
0: faster last year than Jonathan Taylor. I, I believe that, but when you when you do the odds, you kind of have to put Tyreek as a default, just because he he very well could. You know. Just, oh no, yeah, for sure. It's Tyreek Hill, but I mean, as for my pick, like I said, with the storylines here. I have Devonte Adams, so I just expect Rodgers and Adams to do it again, and just all you do, <laughs> do it just do it again, run it back, eighteen touchdowns, thirteen hundred yards. I feel like he would have won last year if Derrick Henry didn't do what he did. I feel like Devonte Adams is in second with his total number of touchdowns, and I, I just feel like this duo is going to be special this year. I don't think I need to say much more. I feel like they're gonna come in, you know, break not break a couple records, but smash, you know all the statistics walk out next year and just act like nothing happened. Honestly, I feel like that's the way it goes down and I feel like they're both going to leave and they're going to leave on top.
1: Not you a Super Bowl on top. Leave?
0: I think they're both going to leave. Right now I have Rogers going to Denver. I'm going I'm to plant my flag early. We, we were all oh, in on okay. Rogers to Denver and I'm in on Adams to Vegas to play with his old teammate in Derek Carr.
1: Oh. Fresno state.
0: I feel like Waller and Adams would be awesome together by the way. I feel yeah, like that'd, that'd be, be disgusting. Sweet. Maybe, maybe Rogers could join them, but that's my that's my early flag uh, flag flag plant. I almost said flag flant. <sighs> to take me out here is just 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 go on, Spencer. I can't uh, I can't work. I can't.
1: You can't. Okay. Um, Defensive Player of the Year, Aaron Donald last year. Aaron Donald this year. Plus five hundred for the favorite, but. Man, TJ Watt got snubbed last year, super snubbed. Should have had it in the bag. Um, but I don't know. People just love positional differences, and it's just absurd. TJ Watt this year, TJ Watt next year, TJ
0: Watt the year after that. That's it. That's all, all I got to say. I mean, I'm in the boat of – I don't usually like to take the favorites. I I haven't so far, but here, man, Aaron Donald 5-1. to one. Aaron Donald's the best defensive player that we've seen. Like, it's pretty easy. You could lock it in. He's going to, you know, get a ton of sacks, be a disruption. He's one of those guys that even if he doesn't post a significant stat season, you could still make the argument for him as a defensive player of the year just by, like, watching the tape and just seeing him get triple teamed. That's what they did.
1: That's what happened last year. T.J. Watt had a better statistical season. I know, yeah. But because and he they played went... a different position, they said Aaron Donald was better. Snubbed.
0: Straight stumped. Hey man, I, I I see the argument for it. I know Miles Garrett's second. I know he has quite an argument as well. They like to give it to edge rushers and defensive linemen. I know yeah. they gave it to Gilmore, but it's about it. Recent memory.
1: Yeah, I don't. Yeah, not too many safeties or cornerbacks. Because I was actually rooting for Buda Baker
0: for a while,
1: but that's it's just so it's so hard,
0: so, it's yeah, so hard so for hard. him to win the award. He he's he's crazy good, but it's just hard for him to win the award
1: if someone would this year too it could be i mean if we're talking about like backs like it could be uh, jeremy chin dude's nuts i love
0: jeremy chin i remember yeah. the game against the vikings where i think he scored twice that yeah. was nuts yeah,
1: yeah. That dude's, dude's really a stud
0: good. draft him in idp if you play idp but that's all i gotta say about that one let's move on to the offensive rookie of the year the favorite is trevor lawrence Neither of us have Trevor Lawrence, but we both have a quarterback, and they're both different quarterbacks. Spencer, lead us off here. Which quarterback you got? Yes,
1: yeah, so I really wanted to go with Zach Wilson. He's my pick to score the most fantasy points out of all these guys. But I feel like it's similar to MVP, where they take into consideration wins and losses quite a bit. They don't. I think I don't think it's like a huge factor. Obviously, we saw Justin Herbert win it last year, but there was no one really contending him other than Justin Jefferson. And obviously, QBs versus wide receivers this is a hard. Hard thing to do as far as like these awards go. Like we were talking about with the back, like defensive backs, it's the same thing for them. Um, so I'm gonna pick Justin Fields because I think the Bears have the second best team, but I don't think the best team with a rookie is gonna play him enough to put him in contention. Justin Fields should start week one or two, and that means his his like his his season should look better than Trey Lance's. Um, so Justin Fields is my pick for sure. Um, I could see
0: Dak Wilson still getting it, but it'll be harder, I think. I, I definitely agree. See, I See, I did that with the wins and losses thing. The quarterback that you were talking about is the one that i picked in Trey Lance. I, f- I feel like he might get this start earlier than we believe. And, you know, if he gets on the field, he's going to win a lot of games. That team's amazing. And he's going to put up the stats, of course, with all the talent around him. He's going to get those rushing touchdowns. And I, I feel like he could have an electric kind of season if he gets on the field. But I think I'm more making the bet that he gets on the field sooner than we think. And if he does, he'll win. But I, I get why Justin Fields and Zach Wilson and Trevor Lawrence are the safer options. I'm, yeah, I'm I don't just going for think that's season. a great bet. Because like, first, you have to bet that he gets on the field. And then second, you have to bet that he's uh, better. Like honestly, yeah, we think he could be better, but we don't it's know. It's the same odds. I understand. It's the same odds as Fields, or Fields might be a little bit better, and he's the same odds as Wilson. I think Mac Jones is the second favorite at this point. So is he really? I think he was second when I looked last night. Wow, that's crazy. It's absolutely nuts. But he was teaching Cam Newton the playbook out there. What can you expect? Like, oh my I don't, know, I don't know if you saw that one. I, yeah, that's something we could it. talk about a later date, but. That's insane! That fake news, fake news, <laughs> fake news. Let's let's move into the defensive rookie of the year. The favorite is Micah Parsons. Where again, we strayed away from the favorites, and we picked two other rookies that may not get as much buzz. Yours definitely gets less buzz than mine. So yeah,
1: you, you He does, there. but I don't get it. I don't know. We just talked about it. They love Ed Rushers, and they love like you know what I mean. They like the alignment. Quite quite pay, I feel like, is gonna have an amazing year. Like that defense is like good. And I, I don't know. I I like Michael Parsons a lot too, but I'm just worried that he will have a harder time with the Cowboys having like a beneficial season. So uh I like your pick, but yeah, I'm gonna go with Kwedy Pay. We talked about Ed
0: Rushers. I think He's got a pretty good shot at it. I, I think he does as well. I mean, he's going to get the start right off the bat. I was tempted to put Jalen Phillips because Jalen Phillips is going to be oh, the same. Yeah. He, the, only
1: th-
0: the only problem with him is his medicals. His athletic testing was insane. He's insane player. But I want Jeremiah Owosu-Koromoa out of Notre Dame. I, I'm still baffled. We're, what, one week away from the season? I am still baffled how he went in the second round. I, yeah, know, it was the, I know it was the crazy. medicals, but still – He's an athletic stud at linebacker. He covered cover almost anyone except, you know, of course, outside wide receivers. But he's going to be rangy. He's going to get a bunch of tackles. If he creates those turnovers like a Darius Leonard, I'm saying he could easily win that award. And I think he has the possibility to do it because that Brown defense is very talented, and he's going to be at the middle of it. Yeah. You know it's, who Quaity Pay gets to play with? Who who's he get to play with? Is it DeForest Buckner? No, it's Darius Leonard. Oh, that's yeah, yeah. true. He gets that. He gets that rangy linebacker. They get that one-two him. punch. Yeah, they get that one-two punch. I mean, um, I don't even. I don't even know. I'd argue DeForest Buckner might be that, especially on the line.
1: Uh, I. mean, it's possible. He's for sure. He's
0: extra talented. He, he's underappreciated, by a yeah. lot. But underappreciated name for sure too. Oh, definitely. So let's get back into the awards. We got comeback player of the year. The favorite is Dak Prescott at the lowest odds we've seen so far. Two, a plus 210 is the odds, but you did not choose him. You went with Matt's boy. I wish Matt was here to you know, yeah. go at it with you and just... We missed you, Matt, but all you, Spence, argue for Matt's boy.
1: Yeah, Saquon Barkley, I don't know. I just think people... So Barkley went out earlier, and I think people have just been in anticipation about this more. I feel like the story has been more exciting and the giants kind of suck but Saquon Barkley could bring back life and the the cowboys weren't weren't good without Dak Prescott but like they were serviceable their offense was still pretty good their defense has always been miserable and i just like getting better odds i feel like Barkley has better odds like Christian McCaffrey's also on this list mm-hmm. but I think Saquon Barkley has a really good chance. The other person I was actually thinking about that neither of us picked was Joe Burrow. If Matt was on the show and he took Saquon Barkley, I probably would have took Joe Burrow. Um, just because I think how abysmal they were without him, even though, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? So, I mean, that's a good, This a, there's a lot of guys that are coming back this year that could take this home.
0: Oh, there definitely is. That's why I just went with the favorite in Dak Prescott. If he's back, he's 100%. I think he kind of walks in the award, but the problem is he may not be 100% with the MRIs going down. But if, if I had to make a pick, Dak Prescott's going to lead a fantastic offense again with Zeke, Michael Gallup, CeeDee Lamb, you, Amari Cooper. You know the names. I, I just think he could step right in, and especially what, with what he was doing last year. I don't know if the defense got much better. They added Micah Parsons like we were talking about, but I don't think they got that much better where Dak's going to have to, you know, he can't he can't dial it back a little bit and expect them to win games. So I, I think he's going to go all in, and I think he's going to win. I like Saquon too. I think Saquon's going to crush it. I just feel like they like giving these awards to quarterbacks. That's yeah. mainly why I chose Dak. That's but I, I think Saquon's, Saquon's going to crush it. So next up, and our final award actually, is Coach of the Year. with I, I had to dig for this favorite. Like I, I couldn't find it. I had to go to, I think it was like, I don't know. I forgot what side I had to go to. But Kevin Stefanski is the favorite with the Cleveland Browns at plus 1250. So the odds aren't good. Coach of the year is a hard one to predict. Yeah. So you, have to, you have to coach or predict the team, and then you have to predict if they're going to give oh. it to them because there's years where they just don't give it to the best team. So it's really hard to predict. So yeah, you agree. have a, a very possible, this man should have won it at least eight times, but hasn't. Hey, yeah,
1: it's kind of like the LeBron just, James effect. Yep.
0: It's LeBron so James effect. For so long,
1: people just forget and don't care. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. Um, I actually wanted to pick Kevin Stefanski, but... I purposely didn't choose any of the favorites, kind of because I feel like Vegas doesn't always get these right. I feel like they're not the best at getting them right, even if the odds are there. there. Um, Dak Prescott's kind of like the layup, I guess, of them. But Mm -hmm. Kevin Stefanski is awesome. And, I yeah, it's upsetting as a Steelers fan. But um, my (laughs) pick was Bill Belichick. Uh, Dude had a really rough year last year, and I think he's a lock to improve this year especially what they already named mac jones the starter and they get hunter henry johnny smith the defense is better they got all the players i believe who went on covid reserve last year yep because i think they had a lot of players opt out i think it, they had the most in the league and i think they got them all back and they're 100 they're vaccinated now i believe too is, i think that's what bill belichick said so i, th- I think that's what he said i don't remember yeah i don't know how he doesn't win this award as long as they win like 10 games which it's bill belichick like i don't think that they don't do that um especially if they beat the bills once or twice this it'll be a really good it'll be a good year
0: for the patriots and bill belichick maybe maybe he'll win it off a down year because then they'll finally appreciate him true true that that might happen but i went with a rookie head coach i went with brandon staley of the chargers i feel like the chargers are going to absolutely impress this year i mean you have herbert taking the next step Yep. The, the player I'm most excited to see is Derwin James come back. Derwin James is going to be an absolute weapon on defense. He's going to be versatile. He can cover those tight ends. He can cover that Travis Kelsey. I'm excited to see what he can do. And I, I feel like Joey Bosa missed some decent amount of time last year with an injury. Yeah. So he's going to come yeah. back. I, the Chargers are one of those teams, along with the Eagles and the 49ers, who yeah. seem to have a lot of injured players. Yeah, we didn't
1: talk about this, but for comeback player of the year, I believe they had three uh defensive player they had um darwin james joey bosa and uh i can't remember the third guy yeah i don't know they Uh, they had a third one though and they were in the top 10 favorite for comeback player of the year so they definitely had a lot of things that go wrong last year and i think that's a great pick i I like brandon staley quite a bit so it's a great pick for sure i'm
0: I'm trying to look to see that that player was what were the odds on on uh brandon staley i think it was like fourteen fifty. oh okay. so they're they're, they're okay. high it, was, it wasn't like an exceptional pick for odds yeah. wise but i feel like yeah, i can't find the i can't find the third chargers player i don't know i don't know I mean, where it's he still is 15 to one. Oh yeah it's, it's still good odds and especially if the chargers come out and be as good as some people think they are and they lost what all of their games by one score or less last year that could easily flip i know that's like a big statistic like Teams that are destined to regress usually win by less than one score. And then teams yeah. that progress usually lose by less than one score. So I feel like I'm in on the Chargers this year. They're going to be really good. They're not going to be Chiefs good, but they could be good enough to secure that five seed and with a good enough record, and Brandon Staley could win Coach of the Year pretty easily. Yeah. Like that's, that. a, that's at least how I have it. I wonder what the odds are on rookie coaches winning Coach of the Year. That's that's a good one to look up too. I'll, I'll have to look into that one later, but... We have to get into fantasy predictions. True, 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 true. And I have to ask the question, which you talked about a little bit earlier with the Rookie of the Year for offense for the offensive side of the ball. Who is the late-round QB that will win managers their league this season? And I guess I'll have to go to you. And why is it Zach Wilson?
1: Yeah, so I saw I, – I, I should have pulled this up. But on Twitter, someone did a great um, historical look back on – Rookie quarterbacks drafted in the first five picks. And on average, they finish no higher than 22, I believe it was. 21 or 22. And he's being drafted, I think, at 27, 28 right now. That's just absurd. This guy's going to start week one. And Trey Lance is going ahead of him. And we don't even know if he's going to start at all this That's year. That's
0: going way ahead of him, especially yeah, on the and the
1: And we're talking about one QB leagues. You don't want Baker Mayfield or Tua. I'm not gonna try to say it. you don't want those guys you don't want floor guys you don't want Kirk Cousins you hardly want Matt Stafford in my opinion Zach Wilson is a guy that you want because he could be great it doesn't I'm not saying he's gonna be but he has potential to be great he has good rushing upside and he's just going so late like Justin Fields is going ahead of him obviously we all think he's gonna start Justin Fields has good likes too but Zach Wilson is like the standout latest round QB guy that you can grab probably in the last round of your draft. And he could just be a, a superstar. He could be amazing. And you don't want to take Kirk Cousins over amazing. So
0: that's my input. Oh, oh I, I definitely agree with you. It's I, I sort of compare it to uh, the family guy kind of skit where Peter's offered the yacht and the mystery box. But here it's. Here, yeah. It's a low-end low QB2 or a mystery box. Yeah. You, take, you take the mystery box. You don't I – You mean, if you're Peter, you take the yacht. But in fantasy the football, you take – The box could be this, a boat. The box could be a boat. Exactly. <laughs> and you got to you gotta take that here because if Zach Wilson finishes at, what, QB? Let's, let's just say 13, 14, 15 in that range. That's yeah. an absolute win of a pick. And he could easily finish there, especially if he shows uh, good chemistry with Corey Davis – he has Jamison yeah. Crowder coming back soon. Elijah Moore. Uh, who, who else is there? Keelan Cole starting. I know Denzel Mims is not starting. We're, we're not going to really get into that one. The hot topic of the We well, could start
1: this week because Crowder's is out.
0: That, that is true.
1: Um, But I will say that's interesting you brought up that analogy because it actually just got spoken of when I did my CeeDee Lamb Twitter thread thing because I took all the second-year comps. It was like T.Y. Hill and Amari Cooper – uh mm-hmm. tj or dj moore tara mclaurin deandre hopkins Keenan Allen. these are all guys who had similar production in year one and then had what i assumed to be what cd lamb's production would be like in year two and mm-hmm. it ended up coming out to be like exactly what mike clay's pro- prediction was projection was but it was interesting because somebody quote tweeted it and said i always wondered if amari cooper and cd lamb were the box versus the boat and i was like <laughs> And I never heard this before, oh, and man. I was like, and Messing I was out. like a, I was like a boat's an interesting analogy, and he didn't reply, and I was like, dang, it's kind of, I don't know what's going did, on here. Did you watch the skit after just, that? No, I'd never heard of it. I just I'm, until you just said it just now. I'm I gonna link like, you the skit. It's yeah, I'll it's watch hilarious. It. I'll probably watch it, the whole episode. Um, but yeah, that's crazy because that's totally how I feel. Um, Lamb is the mystery box, and you should take him ahead of Amari Cooper, okay. but. We kind of know what Ben Roethlisberger, Kirk Cousins, we know what all these guys are going to do. We don't know what Zach Wilson's going to do. Take the mystery box.
0: To, to be fair, the two mystery boxes with CeeDee Lamb and Zach Wilson. CeeDee Lamb is a mystery box at wide receiver nine or something in ADP, on underdog at yeah. least. Yeah, and Zach point. Wilson is mystery box at QB28. So if you open the CD Lamb mystery box and it's not good, you're it burned. You're toasted. Agree. Zach, if you do that with Zach Wilson – And he burns you, and he's not good this year. Like, you know, even though most people think he's going to be good, you're not burned because he's your backup quarterback. And if you're in redraft leagues, you easily just drop him and pick up one of those safe QB2 guys like Ben Roethlisberger, you know, those guys late. So you should, you potentially be fine with Zach Wilson. CD Lamb, if he busts, he'll burn you.
1: Yeah. No, I totally agree. He's a fade for me. I put in the article or I put in the thread, he's a fade for me in redraft because. His ADP is just too high because what what I looked at was all these comps. Juju was his best comp, his best second year comp, because obviously Juju had the monster year, second year with AB. And even then, Juju only hit wide receiver eight that year. That's just crazy because everybody talks about that crazy year. It was like 1,400 yards, eight touchdowns or something, but it was only wide receiver eight. You know what I mean? If you're Mm -hmm. projecting – see lamb to have a monster season like that then awesome but that's like one pick above his adp you know what i mean and to me that's just too too risky the floor is good but it's not it's not wide receiver nine good you know so
0: i agree i mean that's that season was kind of nuts from juju if you account that ab was also like the wide receiver one by i believe a good margin at that point i don't know if it was a good margin but he was definitely the wide receiver one so it's it's still nuts but because I don't think Amari Cooper is going to go out there and finish as the wide receiver one. True, he may finish. Yeah. He may finish as a wide receiver one, but not the wide receiver one. Mm. But I, I, you know, it, it's still a good seasons, and Michael Gallup's there as well, which Juju didn't have a third option at that point. Yeah, yeah, those, exactly. those two didn't. So Juju has been with a third option. I, I think. It, I think those two things kind of balance themselves out in different, you know, aspects, but. We need to move on here. And I asked the question, which player going in the first round is most likely to be going outside the top two rounds next year come redraft time. And Spencer, I like your pick a lot. Obviously my <laughs> obviously my pick continues the story that I was telling, but you, you can lead us off here and, and tell us why this guy is going to be outside the top two rounds of 2022.
1: Yeah. So Ezekiel Elliott, I mean, the wheels damn near fell off last year. And people are like really in on this. This, um, what do you want to call them? Opportunities the weighted opportunities that he's going to get this year, which is totally possible, but it's impossible for this man to ever finish as the RB1, in my opinion, because of how inefficient he's been in the last three years. And even with the, he's going to turn in, he's not Joe Mixon, but like what we see with Joe Mixon where he's clearly going to be a workhorse. He's going to get a lot of touches, but he's not going to be that guy. He's he's just not one of those guys anymore. That's like where Ezekiel Elliott is going, but he's also going to be 27, I believe, mm-hmm. next year. So yep. this is a guy, I know it's not Dynasty, but in re, even in redraft, once you hit 27, people get scared. Obviously, look at Derrick Henry. Man just put up mm-hmm. 2,000 yards, and people are like, oh, no, I'm not interested. And totally fair, I'm not either. Same with Ezekiel Elliott. I'm not interested this year. So I'm definitely not interested in next year, and I don't think he's going to be going in the first rounds next year,
0: I, first I or second. Yeah, I, I definitely agree with that one because, like you said, I know they have the big contract. You also have to factor in Tony Pollard's a good running back. True. Like, I don't I don't think it gets talked about enough. Like he's decent enough to steal some carries away if yeah. they want to keep you know Ezekiel Elliott fresh and healthy over the rest of this contract. And I, I just feel like. There's a lot of ways where it could go wrong for Ezekiel, Elliott and not many ways where it go right.
1: Yeah. No, and totally even if it does
0: that. go right, he could still fall out of the round. Yeah. Because of the age. So there's a lot of factors there. But I have to keep I have to keep telling my story. And my pick is Aaron Jones. I know it might be a little bit of a, a cheat because he's going at the end of round one. Like he's what, nine, ten. Yeah. But sometimes I just around. feel like I just feel like he's gonna gonna fall off without Aaron Rodgers and Devonta Adams. And of course, that's what I think is going to happen. They're both going to leave. Right. So wide receiver one would be what, Alan Lazard at that point. Uh, probably, yeah. Robert, probably Robert Tunyon just by default. I don't know if he could leave as well. I didn't look in his contract. But Aaron He's Jones.
1: A, he was an undrafted free agent, actually. Yeah. Or not undrafted free agent. Un, yeah. Undrafted yeah. free agent. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Yeah. Yeah. So he had a three year contract. And I think this is his last
0: year. Yeah. So he, or, could, he could. Or he got picked up this year. I don't know. He might have – well, if that's the case, he could leave with them as well, which makes it even worse for Aaron Jones. I just feel like Aaron Jones would be inefficient. He'd get all the work, of course. Yeah. But A.J. Dillon's there, obviously, so actually he might cut into that. I, I forgot yeah. about A.J. Dillon for a second. And then there's, you know, nothing around him. And I just yeah. feel like the I offense like has pick, to, be, the offense yeah, has I to be efficient. Yeah, especially I think, with A.J.
1: Dillon being there.
0: Yeah, I think I just kind of wanted to tell a story. And I feel like I'm, <laughs> I feel like I'm working on that, because like I said, those two are going to be gone, and then yep. Aaron Jones would instantly drop. I think the cutoff right now for the top, the top two rounds, is RB thirteen, uh-huh. uh, at least an underdog at this point. Yeah, and Aaron Jones like could he, definitely be outside of that. Yeah, I feel like he falls to like 16, 17 because it's going to be very inefficient. The offense is not going to score a lot unless Jordan Love is continues the legacy of Aaron Rodgers and Brett Favre, which so helped the NFL that happens but yeah I'm, I'm in on that pick but next up we got who is your league winner this season i know there's multiple definitions to this term we're going with a late round player who outperforms their adp and helps you win so spencer you have two picks here i love them both talk, talk about to
1: I'm take three
0: or i'll let you three. do the one i
1: don't know if you're in i don't know all right you do you take um paris Campbell? i'll take so jacoby myers is a guy who should not be on waivers. If he's on the waivers in your league, drop whoever you have and go get him because I'm promised he's not better than them. Um you don't want Devontae Parker or Jamison Crowder, go get Jacoby no. Myers. Um the guy's gonna get a ton of touchdowns this, or receptions and, and uh receiving yards this year, especially with Mac Jones starting now. And hopefully more touchdowns. I mean that'll be we'll see what happens, but yeah. If he does well week one, he's gonna be one of the guys you're gonna spend a lot of fab on or be mad that you didn't get the waiver claim in to get him first. Um, second up, I was gonna take Paris Campbell, let Ryan take him. I wanna go with Ty Johnson, also another guy. Ooh, that's a good week one. Week one. If he's still on your waivers, he's not gonna be anymore. He's probably gonna lead the Jets in rushing attempts. Most likely the goal line carries as well, might seed some targets to Michael Carter. Uh, or Tevin Coleman, but I'm not worried about Tevin Coleman really at all. Mike Gardner just might take some touches away, some some targets away. Um, but Ty Johnson is the back in in uh, New York that you want for sure. So those are two guys that I think are going to massively outperform their ADP, like massively. Well, Jacoby Myers is more of a dart throw, like all the wide receivers are. But Ty Johnson is a guy I'm very confident is going to outperform his ADP by a lot.
0: Oh, yeah, he, he definitely is because he's going to be the starter. I don't see Michael Carter getting looks off the start. Tevin Coleman as well. I, I feel like that's a, a fantastic choice. I'm surprised he didn't take Paris Campbell, who both of us have drafted many times on underdog. I yeah, feel I like I think he's my off. top player, and I think he's your second top player, Yeah, which, which is crazy. He's the potential only he's under wide... Jonathan Taylor, by the way. Yeah, he, well, he's your second. He's my first. Yeah. Uh, I just feel like. He could be the wide receiver one. I don't know if Michael Pittman takes the jump. T.Y. Hilton's hurt now. We were, yeah. we were dropped in Paris Campbell even before the T.Y. Hilton injury. I, I just think he has all the talent in the world. The only concern was health. Hopefully he has that, you know, short area quickness after the knee injury. But yeah. That's something we'll have to see. But with his ADP, I'm fine taking that bet. It's still a little low. I don't know. He's in the one, what, 10s now?
1: Yeah. Uh... I don't know, and best ball is definitely higher than Yeah, that. best ball he is, but in,
0: he's definitely in higher than that. I'm not sure exactly. He's still going very late. But I, know he, I know
1: for a fact he's on a lot of waivers. That's what I yeah. do
0: know. He's, he's going to absolutely crush this season. He's going to be Wentz's check down if Wentz plays, which yeah. I, I think he's on track to right now, as far as I know. He's going to yeah. be that check down kind of, Ertz kind of target in the offense, and I think Paris Campbell is going to eat. I also put Wayne Gallman. And this is one of those things where I think Wayne Gallman, I I want to say eventually takes Mike Davis's job, but he's at least going to eat into it, a lot. Yeah, I agree. They signed him for a reason.
1: Yeah, my thing with the Falcons is Mike Davis isn't a guy. He's not a guy. He's he, he's just not that good. But the situ- this is the situation that happen. Either one, like they just totally cannibalize each other, and they both suck. Or B. Wayne Gallman is like the starter and he's actually good for fantasy. I don't see the world where Mike Davis is the guy. So, but he's being drafted like actually way ahead. You know what I mean? Of Wayne Gallman. So the, all of these guys to me are guys who after week one, you're going to know, you're going to say, mm-hmm. damn it. I should have picked him up. Um, or you're going to say these guys suck. I think there's no in between. I don't, oh, you'll know. That. Yeah. Like, Jacoby Myers is the only one I think might live on past week one if something bad happens, but yeah, I don't know. I just feel like all these guys are super undervalued.
0: I, I agree, and you want to get out in front of the curve because I know a bunch of uh, leagues, especially my leagues, don't do Fab, so like oh, you would have that's to. The worst. Ha- I I understand. I I've had many conversations. Oh yeah, we but, talked
1: about this. I said how yeah, we did talk about
0: us. this. If you don't ha- if you don't have the Fab system and you win week one there's no way you're picking up any of these guys if they potentially hit. So it's best to get ahead of the curve and pick them up now. And if they stink week one, you just drop them and pick up one of those guys that potentially did go off week one. If you have that waiver claim. So,
1: yeah, well, my thing with this too, is like, these guys all have really high upside. So the running backs specifically, they both could be starter running backs on their football team for like no cost. That's huge. But Paris Campbell and Jacoby Myers could be the wide receiver one on their teams too. And you don't want, like I want Jacoby Myers and Paris Campbell as possible wide receiver ones on their team over guys who are like wide receiver threes and fours. Like Mm -hmm. I don't care about Amon Ross St. Brown, Tyrell Williams. And I don't even know who the third guy is there anymore. Now Rashad Perriman left. Cephas. Yeah. Like I don't care. Like don't worry about those guys who are, are capped like they have a clear ceiling that's under these guys like you want in redraft you want a super high ceiling for your players you want the guys who can be the number one on their team at that position and i just don't see a world where uh i don't even i'm trying to think of more guys like right. Devonte parker um yep. like these guys are not of gonna win age. you yeah they're not gonna help you win your league they're just not they can't unless i mean minus injury like if injury happens to someone in front of them sure um but right now these guys have the likelihood to be the wide receiver one and the running back one on their team that value is huge especially the running backs because of how shallow it is you know what i mean we saw what james robinson mike davis did last year in fantasy that's what you want this year that's wayne gallman and ty johnson possibly you know what i mean you don't want to miss out on that just because you have your roster uh, parker or, yeah, or devin singletary you know what i mean like these aren't guys that you should be caring about in my opinion. Mm
0: -hmm. I I agree with you on the wide receiver one comment. I I feel like Paris Campbell has the possibility, but I feel like Jacoby Myers is kind of locked in because we've seen it. It's almost a lock for it. Yeah. He might not be the number one target with Johnny and Hunter Henry there. Yeah. It's not certainty, but he is the wide receiver one. He's going to be out there on majority of the snaps. And I'm, I love all those picks. I, I feel like you drop those, like you said, drop those late round guys that you picked. Heck you could even, you know, drop a kicker at this point and roster that's what i do at least drop a kicker and roster an extra player because if you have an injured reserve and someone if something happens to someone before week one you can just put them on injured reserve yeah and pick up a kicker before the games that's that's another fancy tip but i love all those picks and we have two oh, yeah, more Don't draft here. unless you I have mean, to.
1: i don't like this but don't draft a freaking kicker or defense just don't do it but you just, have
0: to Sleep on ESPN. You're forced into drafting a defense and a kicker.
1: Oh, for real?
0: Yeah, you're forced because it it, lo- it locks it in the or it when, oh, your I know bench what bills, you're
1: Like when you're drafting, like it doesn't let you go over your bench spots. Sleeper,
0: I don't think you have to draft a defense or a kicker. Yeah, but ESPN, can, I know you
1: do. I mean, I know uh, it's kind of tough now because we're already right here at the yeah or a week away now, but you know, five days Thursday, right? Five but, days, yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Pick up the right, never defense. mind. Scratch what I was gonna say. But next year, don't draft a kicker or defense if you don't have to. And then pick the like wait till that Wednesday before the Thursday night game and pick someone up or pick one of the game uh, kickers or defenses up that you think might do well this week. Right, Just stream exactly. stream kickers yeah. and defense. Well, stream you can have a good defense,
0: but stream kickers at least. I want to I, I want to double back if the Denver Broncos defense is on waivers <laughs> first three weeks. Yep, first three weeks they have one of the easiest schedules I've. I forget who their third opponent is. I know they play the Jets, the Giants, and someone else. I believe I forget who. Uh Texans. Yeah, I, I believe so. That w- that would make a lot of sense. Yeah, I think it's the Texans. Yeah, that's no,
1: amazing. Week one or week three? Week one to could, three you, schedule.
0: You could just lock in their defense for the first three weeks, not worry about absolutely anything. It's the it's the Jaguars. Jaguars. That's, that makes it's, sense. Yeah. It's still underperforming offense at this point so yeah. i'm all in favor of that and let's get into what we got for who will be the most valuable player in fantasy i feel like we both left out cmc for obvious purposes so let, let's just go second most valuable player you know uh
1: yeah well i kind of took mvp into consideration like a huge ceiling like it's gonna win you your league but also like not your first round pick because obviously you're picking your first round pick to be a league winner. Like that's the yep. whole point is like, they're the best, they're the best 12 guys, 10 guys. And if they don't, then obviously they kind of suck. So to me, like you said, leaving out CMC, if you take out CMC, I mean, that to me kind of means you take out all the first round guys. Cause they all have a similar ish ceiling. Obviously CMC is a mm-hmm. little higher, but uh, for me, I'm taking a guy in the, who's in the second round who could be going in the first round because of his upside is so high antonio gibson um if you it's tough antonio gibson and Najee harris both outside the first round both could finish top five at the position and to me that's a huge league winner so that's a huge like mvp i think they could be on the like when you talk about MVP. you kind of think of like most roster players on championship rosters these are kind of guys that i think of because more people have them because they're in the second round they're not in the first round in the first round you're only going to have 12 percent of or eight percent of these guys unless you get lucky so antonio gibson in the second i feel like that's a smash um i like travis kelsey too it's just the cost is so high and mostly oh, yeah. you take them in the first that i'm gonna it's hard to that. be a league winner because he has to hit
0: what you drafted him for see, you know what i mean see i i agree with you on antonio gibson because i feel like he could easily be top five i was gonna I don't want to copy. I put Travis Kelsey, but say, uh, you saying that you're not taking first round guys and we just took first round guys out of it. I'll pivot. I'll pivot to another tight end. I'll pivot to Darren Waller, who I think is the easy tight end to. I think he could be the tight end one. I, I keep splitting the last section we have here, but yeah, <laughs> I, I mean, he's going to be a target monster. He's going to provide that value in the third round of potentially tight end one. You want one of those big three tight ends that give you such an advantage over the rest of the field. And yeah. I'm, I could even argue or that... G- or not Gibson, Kittle and Waller give you more of an advantage than Kelsey does. Hmm. Kelsey will probably score more points, but at that spot, you could lock in an RB1 like Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler and PPR, Saquon Barkley's been going that late, Jonathan Taylor. You could yep. lock in one of those guys and you could lock in a top three tight end, which yeah, could I do totally that agree. advantage upside. You could and argue for Kittle. And-, that,
1: and it's yeah. still just possible that he doesn't score more fantasy points
0: you know what I mean oh yeah if, even if he scores like 40 less I still feel like he might be more valuable than Kelsey just based off of ADP no I mean Kelsey might just not oh, score
1: more than oh Waller. yeah I, I Waller agree. could
0: just score more points this year oh it's definitely a possibility I don't know if many people are considering it I think they're just locking in Kelsey at tight end one but there's an actual argument this year and if Darren Waller takes another step it could easily happen and in the third round like I said Easy. Yeah. I love it. Could be one of the most valuable players. But I do agree on Gibson, though. I think Gibson crushes at ADP. Because he doesn't need that touchdown uh, volume anymore. He just needs the volume to go up, which it is going to go up. True. He had that crazy efficiency. But let's move into our last segment. We have Dark Horse uh, positional one finishes for every position. QB running back, wide receiver, and tight end. I kind of spoiled, obviously most of mine already. But <laughs> Spencer, start us off with the quarterback, and who do you have finishing as the dark horse QB one potentially? Yeah, Justin Herbert. We talked about it.
1: Dude's about to have a nut year, and there's nothing really stopping him. I don't see anything really in his way. You know, maybe a better number two to help a little, but we saw Aaron Rodgers do it last year with Justin Devontae Adams and Robert Tunyon. I think it's totally possible. Justin Herbert just does like very similar things. Uh, yeah, I love Justin Herbert.
0: I, I agree on that one. That's a, a fantastic pick. I was this close to riding in Ryan Tannehill. I was this close. Oh. With with all the rushing touchdowns he's going to get with, you know, the fake read options to Derrick Henry at the goal line. I think he had a career high in rushing touchdowns last season with what? Seven, uh, I believe. It was six yeah. or seven in that range. I think rushing it easier.
1: efficiency is just so high too.
0: It's it's nuts. And of course when you have someone like Derrick Henry on the goal line, they're gonna they're gonna obviously, you know, command a lot of attention. But I went with Jalen Hurts. I, I just feel like it could happen with the rushing upside that he possesses. We we talked about it earlier with the over seven hundred yards, especially with the extra game. If he takes that next step as a passer, he's absolutely gonna crush his ADP.
1: Yeah, we could just see Lamar Jackson
0: two oh, yeah, right you here. Exactly, especially especially with, you know, the touchdowns. If, if the offense is efficient, which I, it's a big F at this point. Yeah, true. Because, you know, it might not run like Lamar does in that offense, you know. It might not work the same, but if it could happen. I still like Jalen Hurts at his ADP no matter what. Yeah, I agree. I think it's like 10 right now. I think he'd easily hit that. I, I did say he, you know, could get pulled for Gardner Minshew, but, you know. If people are expecting him to have a good of a season, fantasy-wise, as he's going to have, he's not getting pulled for Gardner Minshew. Yeah, he can't. Yeah, Won't even be a discussion. But we both agreed on this one. The Dark Horse RB1. Like I said, lead us off. You know who I we're mean, talking about.
1: It's JT, baby. You can't. Yeah. I mean, I'm not even talk about it. I'm not even going to talk about it. I'm not, not even going to talk about it.
0: it. You've talked about it enough? Yeah, it's JT. You already know. I- I will say that Gibson was also a solid choice for this one. Yeah, I agree. But Espe- especially gets the receptions from J.D. McKissick. I feel like he would easily finishes the R.B. one. But man, J.T. with that polarizing upside, I don't know if some people are convinced how good he is yet because he no, struggled. They don't.
1: Yeah, exactly. he struggled
0: so much in that. The people that Susan- are out
1: on him are the people who had him last year and were not happy with the beginning of
0: the season, traded him away, and then got burnt because he, he had amazing posts end of the season you got it you have to you know sometimes with a guy with that if if it happens again this year okay i will i will preface this because you know people are expecting it with jamar chase at this point a slow start if this happens do not trade jamar chase do not Mm. drop jamar chase hold jamar chase on your rosters because with the passing volume he could easily just explode one of these weeks and then he triples his trade value and he's a starter in your lineups don't make the same mistake that people did with Jonathan Taylor with Jamar Chase. I'll, I'll put that out there right now. Yeah. A good got, got to echo got to echo that one because it'll be tragic if it happens two years in a row. To true. True. So let's get into wide receiver one. I think I like your pick more than I like mine. I don't know. I don't know. I like yours a lot, but talk about I the just, touchdown regression. I just tweeted about yours.
1: <laughs> um <laughs> But yeah, Justin Jefferson, I mean, the kids an absolute stud. Like we've just seen one of the best receiving career or seasons ever uh from a rookie. And it was dominant for a non-rookie. You know what I mean? Top 12 last year. And with Adam Thielen, possible touchdown regression, if Justin Jefferson just gets a few more, he's he's easily in line for for wide receiver one. And he didn't even start the first two weeks. So I could totally see this this kid just being the most dominant wide receiver in football for years. If he continues progression rather than regression, which most second year wide receivers do.
0: I I definitely agree. I feel like I averaged his numbers out for points per game. And I forget forget where he would have finished if he started the first two games on the pace that he was on. I think it was wide receiver four. Mm. I want to say that, but I have Keenan Allen in there. I mean, target machine, yeah. He's gonna be the number one offense or number one target in an offense with Justin Herbert, who you have as a dark horse QB one, which I definitely agree with, especially if he gets those passing touchdowns. I just feel like Keenan Allen's gonna have a lot of yards, a lot of receptions, and a lot of touchdowns, which that usually equates to a lot of fantasy points. So yeah. I'm in on Keenan Allen. I, I think he'd easily be the wide receiver one.
1: He yeah, his rookie year he had eight touchdowns and then there was a huge period in between where he could never pass eight. And then last year, he had eight, and he, like we said, missed two games, decoy two games, and then uh, didn't have a game. He had, he had to play a game with Tyra Taylor for the first game. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this dude's a smash. He could easily just explode, maybe score like 10, 11, 12 touchdowns, and get those 1,400 yards, 170 targets, 180 targets. So this dude's, yeah, he's going to be a monster this year. His, he's criminally undervalued. He's going in like the third round. It's nuts. This is absurd. Yeah, like take him in the second and then just be happy.
0: Exactly. I, I couldn't agree with you more there. But let's move into our last segment. And it is another player we agree on. We we just kind of talked about him a little bit. I don't know how much we have to talk about him here, but Darren Waller is both our dark horse tight end ones. I feel like it'd be wrong if we chose someone like, you know, a Logan Thomas or a TJ yeah. Hawkinson. I feel I feel like it'd be kind of wrong. Because I feel like there's only three, you know, if, if you're in on Kyle Pitts that much, which I'm not, but I'm in on him.
1: I, but Yeah, the biggest know. thing I think is Travis Kelsey is just so much further ahead than any of these other positions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like CMC is ahead at running back, but he's still not by that much, like in my opinion. He's, he's in a world of his own up there at uh, 101, but he's also like not that far off. Whereas Travis Kelsey is like clearly, he's like round differences, for, for tight end. So yeah, I think a dark horse can be the tight end two consensus and that's like fine. I don't know. To me that yeah. seems
0: fine. But like I said, it if we chose someone like, you know, these guys are going in the, the running back eight, like Jonathan Taylor's R B ten, Keenan Allen's wide receiver ten, Justin Jefferson's wide receiver eight or something like that. It'd be yeah. kind of bad if we chose if we're like we came out here, we're like, hey, Dallas Goddard tight end one. We'll come at- <laughs> <laughs> the Cole commit Let, let's run it. it it'd feel bad if we do that so like we'd uh, we'd at least apply some logic to our choices and I, I agree with Darren Waller I think he could be the tight end one this season with all the receptions and I feel like you know there's no one else to target in that offense except maybe Brian Edwards which is a question mark I'm in on Brian Edwards but it's not a resounding two like Tyree kill you know no nah, yeah So I'm in on Darren Waller. So are you. And that concludes it for this episode of the Fantasy Newsroom. Man, we went overboard on this episode. We had had fun here. and a killed it. Absolutely crushed it for myself and Spencer. We'll see you next time on the next Fantasy Newsroom next Sunday where you're going to be at the game. Yeah, I'm going to be in Washington.
1: If anybody's going to be there, yeah, hit me up, I guess, on Twitter. You're
0: going to see your Dark Horse QE1 live in action. Yeah, it's going to be sick. And I get to see Gibson. Exactly. You can see all your boys. Hype for you. I'll be back next weekend with Matt on Sunday, and we'll see you guys on the next episode of the Fantasy Newsroom. Peace. Peace.